<laughs> Hello! Check out our podcast, Grand Rapidians Play Video Games. Every episode we review a beer, talk about games we play, and recommend a podcast or something else. I'm Willie, I'm not your normal beer snob. I've been to more than 150 different breweries, but I always keep hams in the fridge. <laughs> I'm Ginger, and I am in the first Guinness World Record Book video game edition on the Tetris page. I'm Simon, and I can usually kick their butt in most video games. <laughs> We drink while we record. <laughs> Fuck yes, we do. <laughs> find us wherever you find podcasts and enjoy. You're going to need a bigger boat. What a day. What a lovely day. I'm having an old friend for dinner. You You can't handle the truth. I'll be back. English motherfucker, do you speak it? Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Cinematic Blind Spots. I'm Adam. And I'm Josh. And we are continuing our our theme of less than... Less than famous superheroes, not quite famous superheroes, or was it almost famous? Wasn't that the name of that? Was, was that was that that movie with Drew Barrymore? Uh, no, that was a movie with Kate Hudson. Oh, Kate almost Hudson. Hudson. Okay, yeah. never mind. You can tell I haven't seen it. Anyways, we are talking about a movie from 2010 today with a critic score of 49% and an audience score of 56%. We're talking about Super. Starring Rain Wilson. So you know this is going to be good. Everybody's favorite crazy guy from The Office. <laughs> good old Dwight Schrute. Dwight Schrute. What, what was it? Was, I can't remember. He was always like the number Not the number one boss. That was Steve Carell. But he was like the number one assistant or something like that. I forget. He was. I, I know he was an ass kisser. I haven't watched that show very much. <laughs> I need to watch more of it. But no, this is kind of funny because... The first movie we talked about this month was Defendor, which also came out right around the same time and was a very similar theme of a movie. Um, kind of a nobody, an everyday nobody becoming a quote-unquote superhero, which, you know, really they're not because you have to have superpowers to have a superhero, don't you? I don't know. But, um, yeah, I, th- I thought it was very interesting how close those two movies came out and yeah, how similar they were in, in theme. And remember, Ellen Page was rumored to be in Defendor, and I was actually in this one. Yeah, Ellen Page is actually in this one. Um, This movie, it's funny because I was looking down the cast list, you know, and I see Rain Wilson as Frank Darbo, and Ellen Page as Libby, and Liv Tyler as Sarah, and Kevin Bacon as Jacques. But I go looking further down the list, and I see two other names I'm very familiar with. I see Michael Rooker, and I see Sean Gunn, and I went... Is this a James Gunn movie? I didn't. I didn't even look to see who it was. Who's the director before? Before I did, I was like, "Oh, yep, it's a it's a James Gunn movie, written and directed by James Gunn." So before he directed Guardians of the Galaxy one and two, he did, um, he did Super, and wasn't Slither his first movie? Slither was his first directorial debut, I guess. Mm-hmm. He wrote the Dawn of the Dead remake. Oh, did he? And before that, the first movie i ever saw that he was affiliated with although i didn't know who he was at the time was actually tromeo and juliet i knew he got his start at troma yeah and sean gunn was in that one okay obviously michael rooker was in slither so that's when they started working well sean gunn also had like a one-time on-screen appearance on in slither as well i went back and watched that one recently was like hey (laughs) it's that guy from guardians of the galaxy um yeah, so uh, this this was another very low-budget movie uh, on a budget of $2 million. Only made back worldwide gross of $422,618, according to Box Office Mojo. Did you get different numbers? I got 
593, but I don't remember where I got it from. So Okay, well, either way, that's still... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still yeah. not the best return on your investment. I mean, we talked about we talked about Power Rangers last week, and it only made like an extra $30 million, and it was still considered a bust. Right. So this was a real bust. And this must have been a passion project for James Gunn, because he started working on this thing in 2002. Really? He just couldn't get it made because it is too violent. Oh, and yeah. it is violent, so... I was, I was surprised at some of the moments of violence in this movie. Like... Like Defender compared to this was kind of a soft R. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like this one was, um, this one was a hard R from the very beginning. Um, but like, and I remember when, uh, when James Gunn got in trouble for like a few years ago, like at first they fired him from guardians of the galaxy three, but then they brought him back because so many people were outraged that he got fired because he was tweeting some really weird shit. And, my, and I was talking with my friend, and he's like, dude, the guy worked at Troma. What do you expect? <laughs> yep. I'm surprised I didn't see Lloyd Kaufman in this movie anywhere. Did you notice him anywhere? Because, like, I think he yeah, was... he's in this. Was he? Yeah. Who was he? I didn't notice him. Uh, I have it in the notes when we get there. It's okay. when they're watching the news, and they, they talk to someone on the news. Okay, yeah. He's I got, like, a beard. I know, and stuff. Okay, he... yeah, because he has a beard. Now now I know who he was. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, that's another thing you can look for in a uh, in a James Gunn movie is an appearance by Lloyd Kaufman, <laughs> uh, famed director of The Toxic Avenger. Not The Toxic Crusaders, The Toxic Avengers. Because every R-rated, you know, gruesome or comedy movie deserves a children's TV show spinoff. Absolutely. I remember the I remember the Toxic Crusaders <laughs> when I was a kid. I remember the Genesis game. <laughs> oh yeah, Angry Video Game Nerd actually did an entire video on Toxic Avenger or Toxic Crusader games, and Lloyd Kaufman actually came on to be in that episode. That was like his first ever celebrity guest. Oh wow, awesome. that, was, that was pretty cool. But. Um, yeah, any any interesting facts? Any who could have been who's or a, a couple. Mm-hmm. First of all, Gunn wanted John C. Riley to star, but he wasn't considered a big enough star. And at this time, I think The Office was still going on. So, oh, so Rain Wilson yeah. was at least a bigger name. Yeah, I remember Rain Wilson showing up in I think it was the second Transformers movie, and I went to go see that movie with my sister and one of her friends, and they're both big fans of The Office. So when 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 Rain Wilson shows up, they're like, Ah, we know who that is. And I, I, didn't, I didn't watch The Office. I'm like, who is that? Oh, and that's actually how he got this job is he, James Gunn was married to Jenna Fisher, who, uh-huh. of course, they worked together on Slither. So she's the one that told Rain Wilson about this and got him the job. Oh, okay, And cool. Rain Wilson got Ellen Page the job because they worked on Juno together in 2007. Oh, I never saw Juno. Yeah, so. But the other one, if anyone else could play Jacques, who would you think? I don't think you're going to get this one. I'm, I'm sure I'm not. I mean, that kind of a character, I don't know. I mean, Will Arnett? <laughs> I think Will Arnett could pull off a, a dumbass gangster like that. I think he could do that pretty well. Well, how would you like it if JCVD, yes, Jean-Claude Van Damme, was literally starring in this until a week before shooting, but James Gunn said he kept going AWOL, and he's like, I can't have this. You, you're not on time. You're not showing up. You're doing whatever you want. So he got Kevin Bacon last minute to come do it. <laughs> could you imagine Jean-Claude Van Damme in that no, role? No, I could not. I could not. I could imagine. Yeah, I cannot imagine that. Um, <laughs> that's him and that. his bad French accent trying to be a gangster. No, I don't think I could well, I think that's that. why his name was Jacques. Yeah, maybe. That maybe. That, that made sense. Huh. Yeah, that would have been hilarious. No, I don't know. That could have made. See, I like this movie. I think I, li- I think I like this one better than Defender because it went more towards comedy than I feel like Defender did. Defender kind of dampened the tone with him be- with the character being autistic or you know on the spectrum. That kind of made it like uh, a little less comfortable. Right. This one, Rain Wilson is just. An average Joe who feels like life has just shit on him every chance it got, and finally kind of snaps one day and creates this superhero persona. Yep. And uh, I also love that Nathan Fillion was in this movie. <laughs> Nathan Fillion with a really bad wig. <laughs> that's another. Uh, that's another. Uh, um, 
Oh, that's another James Gunn thing. Him and Nathan Fillion. Oh, really? <laughs> well, well, I mean, he was in Slither, too. So, I guess, the, let's see, when when did Slither come out? That was like Probably 2008? Oh, uh, was it that old? Well, yeah. What? 2005, maybe. Maybe 2005. Because Dawn of the Dead came out in 2004, and I think it was the year after. 2005 oh, okay. or maybe 06. Uh, somewhere okay. in that range. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, love Nathan Fillion because Firefly. <laughs> yeah, I never watched Firefly. So. It probably wouldn't be your kind of a show, but to me it was just great because it was like a sci-fi western, like, you know, people are traveling in spaceships and stuff, but they're still talking like it's the Old West. <laughs> and there's this one, <laughs> there was one scene toward the beginning of an episode where you think these bad guys are about to take this this guy and his wife that are that are on this lone wagon kind of rolling across the plains, but it turns out to be um uh nathan fillion in a dress <laughs> he has this awesome line where he tells like because he's got a gun on him he's still in this dress and he says i swear by my pretty pink bonnet if you if your hand touches steel i will end you <laughs> or something to that effect well if you like nathan fillion you should definitely check out uh santa clarita diet with drew barrymore and timothy oliphant oliphant yes because he's Look, in that mr frodo it's an oliphant <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Every time I hear Timothy Oliphant, that's what I think of. <laughs> no, I mean, I love Timothy Oliphant to justify. That was an awesome show. And I haven't really seen much else I care for him in, but uh, yeah, he's, we're getting off topic here. Yes. <laughs> no, like Super and, and Defendor are very close in the same way that like Megamind and Despicable Me were very close as far as their subject matter. Cause you know, Megamind and Despicable Me were both bad guys, quote unquote, that weren't really bad guys. Right. Well, these are both movies about superheroes that aren't really superheroes. Um, but uh, this was made by IFC Films, which explains the low budget. Well, it also, they did mention that once it hit video and stuff, it became pretty profitable for IFC. Oh, really? So. Well, good for them. Um, <laughs> it, I, it just start. I, I love how serious Rain Wilson plays his character. Like, he's not goofy. He's not like a, a, a jokester or anything. He's just this, he's kind of like Arthur Fleck on from the Joker, but just, you know, a little more flamboyant in his, uh, in his dressing and whatnot. Um, it starts off just a black screen with him saying, I've had two perfect moments in my life. The day that I married my wife and we see him, you know, kissing his wife at the, at the altar. <laughs> And then we see a purse snatcher like run by. He's like on the on the on the street, like looking at like fruit and stuff. Yeah. This purse snatcher runs by and into this building, and he goes, "Officer, he went in there." And that's his that was his moment. that was his other great perfect moment in his life. Which I mean, I guess that's he said other moments in his life. He's had a life of pain and humiliation. We see him getting spanked by his dad as a little kid, and his dad, his dad's like, "Would God have pictures of Heather Locklear in his in his closet?" Which I had to stop and go, "Who's Heather Locklear again?" I know that name. Oh no, yeah, I definitely know that name. Uh, yeah, literally getting pissed on by bullies, getting uh, being at prom, getting pictures with his prom date, and then like later he's waiting for his date, goes and finds her, and she is, I think she's banging the photographer. Yes. Yeah, that's like, what I got from that, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that would suck. I mean, like, even my junior prom wasn't that bad. <laughs> um, and now he, he's, he, he he wakes up in bed next to his wife. He married to Liv Tyler. So he he, he, he married up, for sure. Um, <laughs> it was it was forever before I realized that Liv Tyler was related to Steven Tyler. Oh. I did not realize that. Well, there's a connection in this movie with them. Oh, really? We'll talk about it at the end. Okay. Um he wakes up and he like grabs all these colored pencils and starts drawing and he draws pictures of those two perfect moments and hangs them up on the wall. And his wife's like, what are those honey? He's like, Oh, these are my two perfect moments in life. They'll, they'll give me, uh, give me a reason to keep on going. Basically give me motivation, give me motivation, give me drive. And she goes, Oh, well, the hands are a little big, don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> so he, like, stops, takes them off. The, he, like, puts white out on them and then draws the hands smaller. <laughs> um, he's making, and um, we, he, he talks about, like, you know, finding his wife, you know, getting high, like, doing drugs and smoking weed with people. Yep. And he's like, oh, I should, I should do something about this. I should be doing the right thing. I should be fighting for justice. And he imagines stabbing one of the guys. <laughs> this happened to be Sean Gunn. He imagines yep. stabbing Sean Gunn in the throat with a fire poker. <laughs> but, um, 
He's making breakfast one morning and Kevin Bacon, Jacques, shows up looking for Sarah. Asks if he can have some eggs. <laughs> like, hey man, I'm really hungry. He's like, so you just let some random stranger who's like, oh, those, those eggs smell great. Can I have some? Like, no, no go away. Yeah. Who the hell are you? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> looking for your wife. Yeah, he's looking for your wife and you're going to let him in and make <laughs> him breakfast. But he's like, dude, God has graced you with an egg cooking gift. These are some fucking great eggs. And he's like, oh, tell Sarah that Jacques stopped by. And I like this because at this point you hear like a teapot that's boiling or it's like a kettle that's starting to whistle. And five days later, Sarah was gone. Yep. All of her stuff was gone. She was just gone. And we get Frank ugly crying in the mirror. Ugly crying. Yes, yes. <laughs> ugly crying in the mirror. But I love these opening credits. Oh, absolutely. These opening credits were great because they were like drawn on notepaper, looked like something from a kid's, you know, art book not like it's not like a marvel nope. um quality superhero drawings but it was really cool animation and very violent and uber violent good grief <laughs> um now he's in a pet shop or, oh actually no i i, I skipped ahead i noticed that linda cardellini and nathan fillion are in this one too at the at the at the at the uh, opening credits even though Linda Cardellini's only in one scene, I, I just I just recently started watching Regular Show, and she voices one of the characters in that show, um, mm. and it's really funny. She voices this girl who's like a cloud, but she, <laughs> but like when she gets really pissed off, because she's like has a human form, but when she gets really angry, she just like turns into this storm cloud and like <laughs> floats out of her clothes. It's the funniest thing. Um, but no, now he's parked outside of a strip club. The name of the strip club was. What was bare it? assets. Bare assets. Yep. Like, at least you're getting creative. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and he he's asking about Sarah. He's asking Jacques about Sarah, and he's like, I he's just like, I don't think she wants you anymore. So, so he's like, now what do I do? So he goes. He, we see him at work, and he is a short order cook in some shitty little diner. Poor guy. He had to like his his cookmate here. yeah his cookmate I, I didn't get his name but he was um he bubbles he bubbles from, yeah from the I, wire. I, 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 I recognized him immediately I, I, I put him in here i was like bubbles is here <laughs> bubbles <laughs> yeah anyone who hasn't seen the wire that is a fantastic show you should watch it um and he has a great line here man oh. people get cancer from eating burnt hamburgers yeah yeah because because like rain's just or, or frank's just kind of sitting there he's like not even flipping burgers and like frank they're burning frank Frank, they're burning. So, man, people get cancer from, from eating burnt, eating burnt burgers. Yeah, I love the way he said that. But then he's yeah. like, he's like, man, forget that bitch. She was a whore. She sucked more dick than my brother, and you saw that. I'm not gonna say the word. Come in here. He had a cum worm in his beard. Didn't even know it was there. <laughs> he's like, how are you gonna let someone come on your face and not even notice it? <laughs> but all Frank can say after that is, don't talk about her like that. You know, he's, he's, he still loves Sarah no matter what happens. He's like, don't talk about my wife like that. Right. Now, he's he's talking to this detective, asking the cops to help find Sarah. And Tell he, him that she's missing. Oh, well, yeah, he says she's missing, and he blames Jacques for kidnapping her. And the cop doesn't believe him. And the cop's like, sometimes it's better to just accept these things. Fill the void with something else. So he, he, we see him looking at this poster of a guy with a dog licking his face. And it says on the poster, this female won't leave you high and dry. <laughs> I didn't even notice You didn't that, notice though. it? <laughs> like, that's a hell of a slogan. Yes. Um, and he, he's like looking at, at adopting this rabbit. And Linda Cardellini is the, or Cardinelli, Card, Cardinelli. I get her name mixed up sometimes. She, she's the one. Yeah, you can. Yeah, these are really cute. They're, she says something like, they're not like cats with the really smushed up little faces. They, they're great. They're like, you can actually train a bunny to use a litter box. So they're like cats, but they're better. <laughs> oh, you, you didn't like I'm that I'm sitting there on my, on my couch with my cat sitting beside me going, I beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> now, this I could not believe. It's broad daylight. You can see from the windows outside. It's broad daylight. He's back at home. He turns on the TV and some channel is playing anime tentacle porn. Oh yeah. I'm like, okay, what? I'm. Uh, I thought you had to go on the internet to find that. <laughs> <laughs> but he changes channels and flipping channels and finds the All Jesus Network and is watching the Holy Ooh, Avenger, Avenger, where Nathan Fillion plays the Holy Avenger. Yes. Now, as someone who was raised in a Christian household, I can tell you there was a co a Christian superhero TV show called Bible Man. I have heard of that. It was a real thing. I don't. I. I don't think I ever actually saw any of them. But I didn't either. But I feel like this is a massive parody on Bible Man. 
Because, <laughs> because like, oh god, it's so. I, I can't even explain what's going on. Because like, the Holy Avenger, like I said, Nathan Fillion with a really bad foam mask <laughs> and a really bad wig <laughs> is going on with these two kids about you know you should fight evil in all of its forms. Blah blah blah. You know, and he's he's talking about you know um, you know th- like people are chosen by God to do to do good and stuff like that. Now that, you know, like I put in my notes here, this show is painfully reminiscent of Bible Man. <laughs> now, Frank is like outside of Jacques' place again, again, outside of bare assets. And he actually, I didn't even notice it at first, but Jacques is walking out with Sarah and oh, putting yeah. her in the car. Yep. And she's like drunk or stoned so or he's something. He's probably high. He's got her high and uh, mm-hmm. just like Requiem just for a like Dream. Just like Requiem for a Dream, <laughs> yeah. Ugh, don't even want to think about that now. <laughs> we, we're we really good at tying our movies together, aren't we? Without trying. <laughs> Without even trying. Without That's right. Without trying. Um, now... Frank is like freaking out. He's like, she's like, Sarah, come with me, Sarah. And Sarah's like, no, let me go, Frank. I don't want to. Yeah. So they, they like, and, and uh, Frank like punches um, Jacques Mercedes or something <laughs> like that. And he's like, hey, don't ever touch my car again. Don't ever fucking touch my car again. And Frank goes, he just like poke, <laughs> pokes the hood of the car. And he's like, okay, that doesn't count. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm, not I'm, what I meant. That's not what I meant. I'm leaving. <laughs> now Jacques guys just beat the shit out of Frank as Sarah watches as they're driving away. <laughs> Frank is sitting at his bed praying for guidance yeah, and he's this like is a strange scene. this is a very strange scene oh my god he's praying <laughs> for guidance and then he goes I hate you god I'm sorry I said that <laughs> I mean this poor guy feels like I said he feels like life has just screwed him over every turn and he's just like why can't I be someone besides me I just hate everything about me I hate everything about my life and he prays that Sarah will be his Sarah again now he's trying to sleep and he sees someone run past his window in superhero tights, and it's the Holy Avenger. Now the ceiling starts to like get torn off the top of his room, and he and he mentions that he's been plagued by visions his whole life. When he was a kid, he saw Jesus sitting on his wall, and he saw that one of his friends was a demon, and he heard the voice of God saying he should marry Sarah the first time he saw her. Now his bed sheets are like tying him up and these tentacles come from the wall and they reminded me of slither oh did they yeah I mean, I, yeah i guess they kind of did yeah the way they look it. they look like the ones from slither yeah but i was just thinking i mean he was just watching oh yeah it just like second ago. he was watching so, on yeah, there that but... probably has something to do with this yeah. um now and then this like big fi- like oh god this, i could not believe how gory this oh, movie yeah. got that's <laughs> one thing that kind of like like i said defender was kind of a soft r this is a hard oh, R yeah. because two of these tentacles cut the top of his head off and like spray something on his head. Like just squirt something. We don't even know what it is. Squirt. And like, it looked like one of them was like rolling a corn dog across the top of his <laughs> brain or something. Like, don't know what the fuck was happening there. I think they were like, yeah, as you see the brain, I think they were cleaning off the brain so that it could be touched by the finger of God. Oh, yes, that might have something to do getting with it. Getting all that blood out of the way. Oh, God okay. doesn't want to touch all that nastiness. Yeah, I don't know. Have you read the Have you read the Old Testament? <laughs> <laughs> um, now, yeah, we see this big finger coming down out of the wall and touches his brain. Next, he wakes up, or he's just, or he, no, he's just back sitting there in bed. But he sees the Holy Avenger telling him the finger of God has touched his brain. Some of his children are chosen. And he see, and now he sees the image of a superhero mask. Then he's suddenly back in the, on the bed in yeah. his room. Just still sitting there the same way he was a second ago. Yep. Next morning, he draws the same mask he saw. And now he's at a comic shop. And this girl, Libby, we don't, of course, she doesn't actually say her name for a while. But yes, no. <laughs> Ellen Page. is. I'm trying to think of what else I have seen Ellen Page in. Like, what is she... For you, I don't know. Our Kitty Pride in the X Men movies. Oh right, right. That was her. That was her. I'm yeah. the juggernaut, bitch. Yeah, that, that guy. I mean, but like that, she was the one who could run through walls. And yeah, wasn't that the third X Men movie? I don't think she... she was in that one. I think she was in the like the Days of Future Past ones. Once they switched I... over. Okay, well, it might have been a different actress playing Kitty Pride then. That that might be true. Okay, I don't remember Last Stand very well. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't very good. Um, there are more. I think there are more bad X-Men movies than there are good ones, unfortunately. Um, anyway, so next we see Frank at a comic shop. And Libby asks if she can help him. And he's looking for Holy Avenger comics. 
And she's like, do you, he's like, I want Holy Avenger comics. <laughs> she's like, what? Holy Avenger comics. And like me walking. I was like, do you have any My Little Pony? <laughs> <laughs> My Little Pony. <laughs> but, uh, and she's like, do you always mumble like that? Now, I see, I, I don't know who this guy is. If he's the, uh, if he's like the owner of the store or what, but he's like, there's this other random guy and this little kid standing beside him. And he's like, Holy Avenger. What a cunt. And then he, like, hands these books to this little kid and goes, hold this, asshole. <laughs> I thought it might have been his son at first, but I'm like, holy hell, who the, who talks to a kid like that? But Libby recognizes him from the diner. and But she starts going on about how terrible the Holy Avenger comics are. And she starts going on about how crazy it would be to be a midget. Like, she's just all yeah. over the place. Yes. Like, can you imagine how hard it would be to be a midget? Like she, she's like, kneeling down, she, like, down crouching behind down behind the counter. <laughs> Like, okay, I don't know if you can use that word anymore. It's 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 so insane to think about a movie from 2010 as being a decade old. Yeah. Again, there yeah. are scenes in this movie where people are using newspapers. Yep. How how old is that? Um. Well, someone who went to the store the other morning, they're they still print newspapers, so they're still around. Yeah, they're, they're not... still around, but hardly. I haven't seen anybody read one in a long time. I have old neighbors. They read one every morning. Okay, well, that that might... Yeah, yeah my grandparents still get them because they don't have tablets or phone, iPhones or anything, smartphones. Um, But no, when she's like, why has no one just stood up and become a real superhero? So that is all the inspiration Frank needs. He goes home and starts making... Well, first he starts like buying books on how to sew and stuff, and he starts making his own superhero suit. Which to me looks like a Kirkland brand Deadpool or Kirkland brand Daredevil <laughs> yeah. kind, of, yeah. kind, of a, kind of a suit. And he is now the Crimson Bolt. Everybody give up. I'm the Crimson Bolt. Yeah, I'm the Crimson <laughs> Bolt. Which is not the dumbest superhero name I've ever heard. I'll, I'll give him that. Hey, I mean, look. It's another CB. Cinematic Blind Spots, Crimson ah, Bolt. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should start... Uh, Maybe we, should, maybe we should make a logo that looks like that looks like Super's logo or something. <laughs> yeah, CB, I'll take that. Um, now, I love this because he's crouched behind a dumpster, just in this alley, crouched behind a dumpster, talking into this little tape recorder, and he's like giving this... Uh, uh, like a journal. Like a journal, too. like, like yeah. superhero day one. Nothing's happening. I'm waiting for... I'm waiting to protect the innocents from evil. And the next night, he's still sitting there going, night two. Still, and then like he hears something. something. Oh, I love this so much yes, because he goes running out of he, like the camera. The camera does not even change. He goes running around out of the out of view of the camera, and then he just comes kind of like sauntering oh, back yeah. and like sulking. Is like it was a box. It was a box that the wind was pushing oh, down man. the street. <laughs> and, he, and then he takes the time to go like into into his into his little recording. Like I'm not just gonna leave it there. I'm gonna go pick it up later. Yep. Now. Well, I mean, you had a tire just roll down the street in front of you. Yes, so. God, that was the craziest thing. At like two in the morning, I was going to get some food and this stopped at this one intersection and this one lone tire, it didn't have a rim in it or anything. It was just this one tire. And I looked around because there were no other cars anywhere. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> it was the funniest thing. All I could think of was that movie Rubber, which exactly. we hopefully will be doing an episode on sometime in the future. Um, but no, he's now he's at the public library with the fakest looking beard. He's like, yes, uh, I'm a, I'm a college student and I'm writing a report on where to buy drugs. <laughs> and he can, she's like with a fake beard. He's like, this isn't a fake beard. It's a real, but he, he starts going on like defending this beard. Like, yeah, people have asked me if I wanted to be like a real beard Santa, but, but I, uh, I have to, uh, I have to write this report. So like I, I, they never really set up what time this is, what time this is happening. But it might have been close to the holidays because at one point in the movie, someone's like, "Hey man, Halloween was a couple weeks, a couple months ago." Yeah, because he was in his suit. Um, now he, we find that uh, Euclid Street. I never know how to pronounce that word. Yeah, I wasn't sure either. Euclid Street is apparently a place to go find drugs. Yep. So he finds a guy selling drugs, and. <laughs> He's the guy is like leaned into the car. These two dumb college kids buying, thinking, thinking they're buying weed from him. And he just comes running across the street and tackles this guy, tackles this drug dealer. And like one of the guys in the car is like, dude, let's go. But the other one's looking at the bag and he says, I think these are just sunflower seeds glued to popsicle sticks. (laughs) 
But no, they both they both run. Now the drug ste- the drug dealer like starts to put the hurt on him, like hitting him with a trash can lid, and he runs off. And well, he... before that, he pulls his mask over, and he's like, "Hey, no fair!" Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He starts <laughs> to pull his mask off. Yeah, like, no, no fair. Um, now he's back at the comic shop looking for superhero comics without superpowers. <laughs> and uh, my first thought was the Punisher. <laughs> Frank Frank Castle has no superpowers. He's just really good at killing people. Um, so he's and he tells the girl, he tells Libby, he is making his own superhero. Next, I I love this because because she's like talking about oh like this guy has you know Batman's got batarangs and and smoke bombs and stuff, utility belt. Uh, uh, Catwoman has a whip and talking about all these different superhero weapons that are non super. And we see him putting a lemon or no, sorry a melon on the table and the melon has a face on it and he just hits it one time with this pipe wrench and it splatters everywhere and he's like that'll work and and, and to me that's kind of a throwback to trauma and toxic avenger i don't know have you seen the toxic i still have not seen it no oh because there's there's a scene and they don't try to hide it because they know they're cheap and they don't oh you have told me about that yes with the water and the watermelon watermelon has a clearly a face just drawn on it to get smashed that may be exactly what that was that's brilliant (laughs) yes um now he sees the same drug dealer guy selling drugs and he and the dude just looks at him he's like oh no and he's wham i mean he hits him good yeah cracks him right over the head and we you know, we see him walking down the street in broad daylight in his superhero suit, and he's like posting signs on street posts or street lamps saying like, like watch out crime, the crimson bolt is in your neighborhood or something like that. He sees a guy stealing a handicapped lady's purse. She's in a wheelchair, and he tackles both the purse snatcher and the lady out of her wheelchair. Yeah, because you hear, oh my back, oh my back, <laughs> and again bashing this guy's head open. We oh this this part, I was like, I would have used some, I would have hit this guy several times. I would have, you know, uh, but we see this guy like in a dark alley at night talking to this little boy. This little boy gets in his car, and the dude starts to unzip his pants. I'm like, oh shit, please kill this guy. And well, we see next thing we see is is the window getting smashed out and the guy getting bashed in the head with a, with a pipe wrench again. Um, we see him drop a cinder block on a drug dealer's head. And he's, I love this because we see him both like talking to each of these last three victims, the purse snatcher, the pedophile and the drug dealer. He's like, don't steal, don't molest kids. Don't sell drugs. Like he's doing a PSA or something like kids don't, don't molest kids. And then he just in the middle of the street yells, shut up crime. (laughs) And like all these guys are watching him and he like throws this little smoke bomb. bomb. It was like a 4th of July smoke bomb you'd buy from a fireworks (laughs) stand. And it's not even like making that much smoke. No. But he still runs off and gets in his little cart, which I re- at this point I realized his car was 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 crimson as well. It was also dark, like metallic red. Oh yeah. And uh, it's which it's, he has parked right there where he's yeah at. he has it parked right there. Like nobody's gonna notice this car <laughs> because it's not very apparently not very noticeable. But it's like that's the I think they call it the Bolt Mobile or something, <laughs> and it's like an '88 Oldsmobile Cutlass or something <laughs> like that. It's just this old crappy car. Um. Now, we see him waiting outside of Jacques' strip club again, and he sees Michael Rooker. I don't think they ever said Michael Rooker's character's name. They say it later. I finally got it towards the end of the movie. It's Abe. Abe? Okay, well, Abe is putting uh, Sarah in the car, and she's, again, either high as all get out or drunk as all get out. Yeah. Because she, like, can barely stand up. Now, we flash back to Frank taking her to... Yeah, we forgot to mention this earlier, but she wasn't, an al- she wasn't a former alcoholic. And I guess she was working at the diner that he worked at. That's yeah. how they met. Yep. And he, and she asked him to take her to her AA meeting saying she doesn't want to, she's saying that she doesn't want to go back to that old life of, you know, drugs and alcohol. She's two months sober. At yeah. This she's point. two months sober at this point. She, and she's like, I've never really been happy, but Frank says happiness is overrated. Like people, people put so much <clears throat> emphasis on being happy and and I think that's 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 kind of profound. That's kind of something a lot of people need to hear nowadays. Is like they they think of all the things they need to be happy instead of just trying to be happy. Yeah. With what they with what they already have. Um, now she says she, that he is really good, like a really good person, and she pulls him in to kiss him. Them and then we see them going at it on the couch. 
but like she's crying yeah. like happy tears, which is odd. I don't think I've ever seen that in a movie. <laughs> um, but that is not the most awkward sex scene you're going to get in no, this film. No, There's more to come. <laughs> Sorry. More to come. <laughs> I, I didn't even mean to do that, but oh, I couldn't wow. help it. <laughs> uh, but no, back to, back to the present. And now he is following Abe to some big house out in the country. And we see, I don't even, I didn't even get why this was, why, what, why this was important. But um, but she was. We get another flashback with Sarah's mother, who doesn't look old enough to be her mother, or was it her mother or her sister? I don't know. I don't even. They know. didn't. Th- this sure. was kind of a plot hole. Like they didn't really come back to this. But this woman is telling Sarah that it's too soon to get married. You know, maybe marrying Frank was not is not a good idea. And Sarah says, "What if Frank is the only thing that will save me?" Maybe that was the whole purpose of this flashback. I guess so. <clears throat> now back at the diner. The, excuse me, the TV is talking about the Crimson Bolt attacks. And again, Bubbles. I didn't get his name in this movie, but Bubbles was talking to him. He's like, man, you hear about this guy? This is crazy. And he's like, no, no, I haven't heard about him. But then, you know, the guy, he keeps going on about him. But, and then Frank is, well, I hear he only beats up criminals. And... <laughs> And he's like, how do you know that? You said you never heard of him. He's like, oh, well, uh, uh. They said on the TV. Yeah, they said on the TV. Like, no, they didn't. I just heard, I just watched the whole thing. Right here with you. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, the co-worker's like, man, you need to get out more. Let's go see a movie. He's like, you, me and my girl, you can go, all go see a movie. You get there early and get the tickets. We'll come meet you in line. So he's standing there in line and some asshole and his wife or girlfriend just like butt in line, just break in line, not even trying to hide it. And Frank's like, hey, no butting in line. And the guy eventually just tells him to go fuck yourself. He's like, yeah. go fuck yourself. Go yeah. fuck yourself. So in broad daylight, Frank goes back to his car oh. and his suit is in the trunk. <laughs> I laughed so hard at this because you get a shot of just his tidy whiteies like pressed up against <laughs> the back windshield. And this little girl's like, mommy, and pointing at it. <laughs> And now he comes back as Crimson Bolt and is like, hey, no budding. And the guy's like, who the fuck do you think you're joking? I just saw. And then cracks several yep. times right in the forehead. Dude, bleeding everywhere. Then the, then he cracks the girlfriend over the head, too. And he and again, he just runs. Yep. He just he just bolts. <laughs> bolts. There you go. <laughs> again. <laughs> now, um. Uh, yeah, I thought that little girl seeing him changing, that was the funny, that was funny as all get out. Um, now, comic shop girl comes to see him, Libby comes to see him at the diner to show him the headlines. Again, she's got a newspaper. This was 2010. I think iPhones were, I mean, iPhones were had come out in 2007, so smartphones were a thing, but they were nowhere near as prolific as they are now. Right. Um... And she finally interests, and she's like, someone became a real superhero. Someone did it. Someone did it. They became a real superhero. And now she finally introduces herself as Libby. And she's like, don't make any jokes about Libby. Like, I've got Libby on my label, or you've got Libby on your label. I've never heard that before in my life. (laughs) But after he says his name is Frank, she just like, "Ah, I'm Frank. Ah, Can you be Frank with me? Can you continue to be Frank with me? And he's like, you just asked me not to make fun of your name. Now you're making fun of mine. What the hell? But she invites him to her new apartment party and also asks, are you him? Are you the guy? Are you the Crimson Bolt? And he's like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. No, no. He says he has a lot of work to do, but then he's like, we're really busy. And there's nobody in the diner. <laughs> yeah. Nobody. <laughs> now, now he gets home and is checking on his suit and someone knocks on the door and he looks out the little peephole to see that it's the, the cop, cop from yeah. earlier. Now, I love this so much. I laughed so hard at this because you see him and then you get like a picture inside his brain. Like you can, it's like something out of a cartoon, like out yeah. of a old Tom and Jerry where they're imagining in their head what's yeah. about to happen. Because he sees the cop busting in the door and arresting him. He sees the cops all making fun of his suit. He sees himself <laughs> going to going to prison and sees himself getting butt raped right. by some big yeah. guy. And he's and like, while it's happening, he's just like, uh, uh. <laughs> I had, I about had to pause the movie. I was laughing so hard at that. Um, but he still opens the door and the defect, the detective just kind of invites himself in and he asks, it's cold. Yeah. He's like, can you let me in? It's kind of chilly out here. Um, and he's like, 
we came to the conclusion that your wife left you. Like, we <laughs> came to the conclusion. No, you came to that conclusion, you asshole. Um, but Frank keeps looking at the closet. And the <clears> cop's <throat> like, is there something in there? Do you need to, is, is there something you need in there? And he's like, no, that's a, that's a, a closet. He's like, okay. Like, well, my dog's in the closet. I'm like, why? Like, oh, because he bites people. Like, oh, that's okay. Dogs love me. I'm a dog person. Well, those are the kind of people he likes to bite. <laughs> <laughs> so, nice cover up. Yeah, very nice cover up. But the detective asks him to sign the, these papers canceling the charges he made about his missing wife. See, this cop character really doesn't serve a whole lot of. I thought he was going to be like on Jacques' payroll or something like that, but he doesn't just doesn't really serve a big purpose in this story besides to be a cop. I think he serves as an extra death. Yeah, he does. Um, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, but uh, as he leaves, Frank, because like he sees like, because Frank had put up these signs like around his, his his living room saying like his children are chosen or yeah. he chooses his children or something like that. Some of like his that. children are chosen. Yeah, some, of, yeah some of his children are chosen. Yeah. Um, now he's, he's pr- he starts to tear these things off the wall. And now he's praying again. He's like, I don't want to go to prison and be butt raped and work in the library, rolling around the magazine cart for the rest of my life. Which, of course, takes me to Shawshank. Yeah, it takes me to Shawshank. When when, when he said working in a library, that's all I could think of was Shawshank. Uh, And he's like, but this is violence. Is it violence against the Bible? So he asks for a sign that he should continue being the Crimson Bolt. And he's like, did you throw all, did you say throw all my stuff away or was that me? Okay, I'm going to throw it all away unless you want me to. Unless you want, he's like, if you give me a sign, like, make something float. <laughs> but then he, like, dumps it, just, so you see him throwing all his stuff in a dumpster. And he is back at home, channel surfing again. We see more of the Holy Avenger. And this is a strange episode of Holy Avenger yeah, with these kids. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure Bible Man never went this far, because Holy Avenger's going on about this demon and his lust ray or whatever, because there's, like, these two kids that are... Gosh, Mr. Holy Avenger. I mean, they're they're like adults, obviously, but one yes. of them's in like S and M gear. And oh, they both stuff. are really. Yeah, yeah, both of them are because yeah, because the girl has a whip, but the guys like got <coughs> nipple rings and stuff. <laughs> like, yeah, this was not a. They didn't show anything like that in Sunday school for me. Um, <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> I think I messed up enough as it is. <laughs> but. Um, and then the, the Holy Avenger says more about not throwing away what Jesus leads you to do. So Frank goes and gets all of his stuff out of the dumpster and is back at the big house in the country. <laughs> he tries to get like, this is maybe like a seven or eight foot high gate right here in the front. And he tries like using this little shitty homemade grappling hook. Yeah. And so pulling it off and hitting him in the yeah. face with it. So he's like, ah, oh, shit. So he just, he just climbs over the fence, climbs over the other side of the gate. And, like, it's it's obviously fall because none of the grass is green. He's running across this, like, yellow, grassy area in this bright red suit, and somehow nobody sees him. Well, it's funny because he's, he's dipping behind, like, these very small trees yeah. that are very bare and yeah, acting very, like they're very small, him. like, not even Christmas trees. No, no, no. I don't know what kind of trees they are, but, uh, yeah. <clears throat> but uh, he sees Jacques' guys carrying drugs. You know, big, big t- stereotypical brown packages wrapped in plastic, you know? Yeah, and this is why I think all those times Sarah is drugged and not drunk, because you see Jacques shooting drugs in her Yeah, we, we see her, like, here. him, like, giving her some kind of experimental drug. Like, they're giving it to her to see what it's going to do to her. Yeah. And they're shooting it up in her foot, not even in her arm. Yeah. Um, and, Jacques, and, and, like, Jacques kisses her, and then, um, then Frank sees that... Jacques and all of his guys are demons. Like, they all have demon heads, yep. suddenly. So he just throws his wrench through the window and yells, Face the wrath of the Crimson Bolt! And then they all pull they guns. They all pull guns and he runs away. <laughs> like, you did not think that through very well. Now, while he's running away, he gets shot <clears throat> while escaping. Still makes it back to his car and gets away. He stops the car, and for a second it looks like he's about to pass out, but then he sees the flyer from Libby for her uh, her uh, apartment housewarming party thing. Okay, yeah. So we get there, and all these people are there, and Libby is making out with some guy in her room, but then Frank shows up. He's wrapped in trash bags. bags and duct tape. <laughs> and she's like, what is this? So she takes him back to her room and he, she takes the bags off and Libby screams when she sees that he's the Crimson Bolt, but not, not like scared. She's like, this is so awesome. This is so fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, 
And she's like, take off your pants. And he's like, no, then I'd be in my underwear. So Libby tells all her friends to leave. And she, like, she gets out a pair of channel lock pliers. And he's like, what are you doing? She's like, I need to get the bullet out. He's like, no, no, it went all the way through there. It's like, yeah, but there could be fragments. No, there's no fragments. Like, she's like this hyperactive, yes. almost like a little kid kind of a character. Like, she's only, I mean, she says she's 22 yeah. in the show. And she, she, I looked it up. She was actually 22 at the time, so. Okay, okay. Um, Then she just, like, pours alcohol in his wound. Like, not even telling him. He's just kind of laying there, and she's like, oh. That's probably the best way. Yeah, probably. Yeah, not even letting him know. And so so he starts screaming, and then she starts screaming. (laughs) I love her, because she's like, well, I was going to use ibuprofen. He's like, what was that going to (laughs) do? Like, what were you going to do with ibuprofen? (laughs) Oh, yeah. um, he says that the guys who shot him know where he lives, know him, know who he is, and knows where he lives. Now back to that same detective at his desk, and he's using the newspaper with, uh, first of all, he has a coffee mug that says, I heart my cat. Which, <laughs> I didn't notice that. You, you didn't notice that? Of that. course I would notice that. <laughs> I, uh, I actually have a coffee mug that was a quote-unquote Christmas present from my cats. It was one of these like custom-made, you can order them on the internet and just fill in your cat's name. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It says something about, um, like, Dear Cat Dad, we love you very much. If you, if anyone else was our cat dad, we would claw his face and piss in his shoes and come find you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. My brother-in-law got me that for Christmas a couple of years ago. That's just the kind of uh, personality he has. But no, um, no, he, and then the, the cop is using that newspaper page as a, as a coaster. And whenever he takes it off, he then looks at the picture the picture of Crimson Bolt, the sketch of Crimson Bolt, and goes, holy shit, and recognizes the picture. So he goes to see Frank at his place. Big mistake. Big, huge mistake. (laughs) Because he opens the closet from earlier, doesn't see anything. First of all, how did he get in? Like, the door was just unlocked? I think, well, based on who's already there, I think it was. Oh, yeah, maybe it was unlocked. Um... Now he he closed. Now he opens the closet from earlier, but doesn't. There's nothing in there. No no suit or anything. He turns around, and all of Jacques' goons are there. Abe and James or uh, um, Sean Gunn, and, and uh, then there's another. There's guy. another I never guy. I forget his name. Yeah. Um, and they're just like, "Hey, Frank!" Boom, 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 boom. You know, shoot him up. Then they're like, "Oh wait, that's and, not Frank." <laughs> yeah, like that's not the guy. That's a uh, that's somebody else. And of course, he's a cop. Now, that is one plot hole from this movie is nothing ever becomes of that. Like, no one ever comes and, you know, thinks that Frank killed him or anything. He's just gone. That's the end of it. Yeah. Um, now, back at, uh, now back at Libby's place. This, yeah. Oh, this was great. She's yes. like, Frank, I want to show you something. <laughs> and then she starts doing, like, these really <laughs> shitty karate moves and somersaults and cartwheels. flipping and cartwheels yeah. and around her living room. She's like, what do you think? And like, about what? <clears throat> She's like, I want to be your kid's sidekick. Everyone's everyone's got a kid sidekick. And she's trying to figure out her superhero name, which she comes up with Bolt Girl, mm-hmm. Kid Crimson, and the Creeping Bam. Yes. Like yes. the Creeping Bam? What the hell does that mean? <laughs> now she shows now she comes out showing off her outfit, which is like a yellow top with green skirt and green mask, and she's like, I'm bolty! <laughs> and then she starts like sexy posing in her outfit and he's like what are you doing don't do stop doing that stop doing that it's like yes she's 22 but she doesn't look 22 and this still feels very awkward yeah because like you know rain wilson i mean uh, rain wilson was obviously much older than her in this movie well yeah um now now um so they're both hiding behind a dumpster waiting for crime to happen she's like is this all you're (laughs) doing this is so boring She's like, there was this guy, Jerry, who keyed my friend's brand new car, and I know where he lives. So they go knock on this, knock on his door and jump him in his own home. And, like, she falls against the wall, and she's like, oh, my God, my arm! It's like when you got shot! <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly the same. Yeah, totally the same thing. Um, she breaks a vase over his head, and then she starts to bash him over the head with a statue, but, but Frank stops her. He's like, what the hell are you doing?! Like, well, he keyed my friend's car. Like, she's, like, using Frank's name. She's saying, oh, he keyed Emily's car or whatever yeah. her name was. She's giving away way too much information. Oh, yeah. He's like, stop. She's like, what, Frank? Yeah, she says, she's like, we did it. We beat evil. Like, you beat the shit out of a guy who vandalized someone's car. That's not beating evil. Yeah, and even then she's like, I'm pretty sure he did it. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he did it. So, like, now he's, like, they're back in the car. For some reason, like, he's back in his regular clothes, but she's... She's uh changing in the back changing seat. in the back seat, but she's like Frank, you gotta be, you gotta be, you gotta understand, man. And then she's like, "What does this mean? Am I am I fired?" 
Now he pulls over at a gas station to get gas. And of course, Jacques' two guys pull up into the same gas station. And and at this point, Sean Gunn says, Who'd you he says to his other friend, Who'd you rather fuck, my grandmother or a corpse? <laughs> and the guy's like, Why would you ask me that? Yeah. What kind of a question is that? This is the only time we get this other guy, right? Like, I, I think I, you see him like one or two times. Okay. I mean, you see him again towards the, or actually a little bit later on. Okay. Um, now, now they see Frank there. They start to jump him and he runs off with his mask. He puts his mask on and runs off. He runs a lot. He, he does run a lot. <laughs> so I'm sure he lost some weight while making this movie. Um, <laughs> now, now at this point, uh, Bolty starts to, uh, or she, she like starts the car up and goes to follow them. And, you know, they, 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 they kind of like corner him, but then she runs Sean Gunn into the wall with the, with the car, like pins him against the wall. And then Frank shoots the other one. Cause he, cause you know, they, yeah. they both pulled guns and, you know, Sean Gunn dropped his, um, and <laughs> she, and, and Bolty gets out and she's just laughing <coughs> maniacally. She's yes. like, that's what you get for messing with the Crimson Bolt and Bolty. And there's like kids with yeah, their parents like standing around and she's, and she's like yelling from the car window as they're driving away like, if any other motherfuckers try anything, you call Bolty and the Crimson Bolt. And this little girl's like waving at her like, hi. Yeah. Now they're back in the garage. <laughs> she's like, oh, the Boltmobile is pretty fucked up. And he says, if you're going to be my sidekick, no cussing. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Now there's like, we, he's like, we need to go get Jock, but we need better weapons. And Libby asks if he wants to make out. And he's like, you're my sidekick. He's like, I know. I just thought we could celebrate. He's like, so bake a cake. <laughs> yep. You want to celebrate, bake a cake. Next, next. Oh, I love this part. Because we see them going into a gun store with a sign outside that says massive gun, gun sale. sale. This may be one of the most fun shopping montages I've ever seen in a movie because <laughs> they're just having the time of their lives. They're packed. They're picking up all these bullets and machetes and gunpowder and explosives like which you really need. pretty amazing for a short order cook in a comic book <laughs> wearing at a comic shop. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, they're making some pretty, you know rudimentary explosives like pipe bombs and shit um now for some reason i thought it was funny because when they walk in libby flashes the uh, the west coast uh hand sign i'm like what the hell is that supposed to mean uh, they're testing their guns at the firing range and now they're back at home and they're watching the news talking about the crimson bolts new public image talking about oh yeah he may be a hero because all of the people he's beat up so far have felony arrest records and that's floyd kaufman Okay, yeah, that was Floyd Coleman. Gotcha. Lloyd. <laughs> Sorry, Lloyd Coleman. <laughs> it's late. I'm tired. <laughs> um, so, like, while he's making pipe bombs and projectile weapons, then we see Frank is asleep and Libby is wearing his costume and she's like, or wearing her costume, and she's like, Frank, wake up. Wake up. He's like, I'm trying to sleep. He's like, can we go fight some crime, please? He's like, no, I need some sleep. He's like, well, do I look good in my costume? And then she starts dancing for Frank in her costume. She, like, turns on music and starts sexy dancing in her little costume. And he's like, what's that supposed to be? That's weird. He's like, I know you can't make out with me. I know you're married. But the Crimson Bolt's it. The Crimson Bolt isn't. Can the Crimson Bolt make out? Then she, like, then she like puts her hand under her skirt and she goes, it's all gushy. Like, okay, too much info. Too much info. And she jumps on him yep. and puts his mask on him and puts his hand under her skirt. Now, for a second, he's really into it. But then he throws her off, runs to the bathroom, and pukes. That was the, that was it. That was probably the most awkward sex scene I have seen in yeah. the movie. Now, mm. if you thought the insanity was over, no. Because once he pukes in the toilet, he's sitting there looking at his puke. And he sees Sarah's face, face appear in the puke. And call his name. So if you've ever wondered what Liv Tyler would look like if her face was made of vomit, you will know by the end of this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I'd always wondered. I'm glad that's out of the way. Yeah, I've always wondered what Liv Tyler would look like if she was made of puke. Uh, (laughs) So he's just like, we need to go. We need to go get Sarah now. Now they're now they're again perched outside the, uh, the the house out in the country. Libby has these like Wolverine claws. Actually, she looks like X twenty three because there's only two of them. Well, actually, she kind of looked like she did a Kitty Pride. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, 
kind of worked and they're wearing i love that they're wearing these protective vests yeah yeah she, she goes running and she, she goes falls. running in there she's got a bulletproof vest on she's like oh this thing's too heavy i can't hold it flop just falls down <laughs> now um Jacques is selling drugs to some haitian guy <laughs> what is his name i didn't catch his name because see i kept thinking he kept calling him mr rage and i'm like i can't it might be Rain or something, because it's close. Because I kept thinking he said Mr. Rage, and I was like, that's a hell of a name, Mr. Rage. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what is it he says? Rage, rage, fucking rage! <laughs> <laughs> another another shout-out to Netflix's Big Mouth. We love you, Nick Kroll. <laughs> when is season four coming out? <laughs> but um, now this dude, this, this Haitian guy, he just looks at... at uh, at Sarah. So, yeah, because Jacques like, has a whole bunch of girls there. Yeah, there's for like him. several girls down there. But he likes But Sarah. he likes Sarah. So he just kind of grabs Sarah and takes her upstairs. And, and, and like, Jacques just kind of like, oh, well, I guess it's time to find a new girlfriend. Yeah. Like, this, this, this got bad. This got real bad. Now, Frank and Libby attack some guard who's off by himself. And I love it because, you know, usually in movies like this, someone will make like a little bird whistling noise to attract the guard or something. But instead, Frank goes, hey, hey, you're a jerk. <laughs> and the guy's like, what? He comes walking over and then and then Libby jumps out and slashes him to death. Again, yeah. laughing while she does it. Oh, yeah. Um, the Haitian guy starts to flat out assault Sarah. Like she keeps, she is screaming, no, no, no. And he's, he's not paying attention. He doesn't care. No, we don't. Um, we see another guy outside, another guard. And, and this time we hear Frank say, hey, I'm a little bird. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the dude like trips into some gasoline and Frank sets it on fire, then stabs him to death. Like instead of just letting him burn, he walks up to a burning man and stabs him to death. He's got to go the extra mile. Yeah, I guess he's got to make sure. <laughs> um, now Jacques can hear Sarah screaming from downstairs and everyone's just kind of like looking around, like looking up at the ceiling like, oh, I, I don't hear that. I don't hear that. Um now, Libby is standing outside, and another guard sees her. He's like, hey, you're that dipshit from the news. What's in your hand? And she throws a pipe bomb at him and blows him up. Now, and she's, like, jumping up and down, like, yeah, we got him, we got him. Now, but then both she and Frank, or Frank gets shot, and then she gets shot. And she, oh, I think this was going to be like this? I expected her to be dead. Okay. But I expected, like, you know, him to turn her over and there'd be, like, a single bullet wound in her head. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Like, the top right quarter of her head is gone. I was like, oh, that was harsh. I didn't need... That was that was really harsh. I didn't need to see that. Um, now, Frank is just insane with rage. He comes up out of the grass with two pipe bombs as these guys are shooting at him. <clears throat> Throws the, uh, you know, blows up the guys who shot Libby, then starts shooting all the rest of them. Now, every time he shoots a guy, we get, like, the old 1960s Batman. Blam! Whack! Kaboom! You know, as these guys are, like, getting their intestines blown out, yep. basically. Yep. Um, now, the Haitian guy is seeing what's happening. He's trying to take his money and run. Now, Jacques shoots him and his guy. Yep. And Jacques just looks around. He's like, nobody can blame me for this. <laughs> Jacques is just, he's like a little kid. He's, he's like a, a, a angry little kid with a gun. And as he's walking upstairs to, to take care of Sarah, he tells his last remaining guys, which are um, Abe and the other guy, I forget his name. He's like, if that motherfucker gets in here, I swear to God, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, they, they can hear Frank up on the roof. And they're like waiting to see what's happening. And we see that Frank is carrying a body of somebody. And next, this body comes crashing through the window. So that they, but they don't know it's the body. They just start shooting. Yep. And then they see that it's one of their guys, dead. With a sign on him. With a sign on him. Behind you. Behind you. <laughs> and the guy's just, and one of the guys is like, oh, shit. And then, yeah, Frank starts shooting from in there, from outside. Comes in and tackles um, Abe. Abe. They're wrestling on the ground for a minute. Then Frank cracks him with the pipe wrench and starts slamming his head against the the tile by the fireplace and just smash, smash, yep. smash, smash until it's like a squishing noise. Now, <laughs> Frank goes upstairs looking for Sarah. And Jacques comes out and throws Sarah at him and is like, fine, take her. By the way, I didn't mess up her face. It was that mm, downstairs. Yeah. I'm not using that word. <laughs> not using that word. Nope. But he's like, I guess that makes me like your assistant, right? And he's like, Frank. And then he's like, 
Frank starts to take Sarah, but then Jock shoots him a few times. He's like, this isn't good versus evil. This isn't about good versus evil. This is about I have her and you lost her. And then Frank just looks at him and says, shut up, crime. And with that's whenever he shoots him in the balls with that throwing knife projectile thingy he had earlier. And I was just, oh, oh whenever yeah. I saw that. That was, that was like that scene from Antichrist all over again. um and at this point you know just jock's trying his best to you know to talk to to talk to frank he's like oh you think you're better than me you're just as bad as me you think just because you're killing bad people that makes you a good person and he's like frank's like you don't butt in line you don't sell drugs you don't steal you don't don't molest children because those are the rules and then he like just stabs him over, and like Sarah's there, she's like Frank, no! But he just starts stabbing him over and over and over. And screen over again. just goes red. Screen, yeah, screen just goes blood red. I was about to go like, is that it? <laughs> and now we, you know, we see that Frank is, you know, he's taking Sarah home. He puts Libby's body in the back of one of these Suburbans and drives off. I'm like, what did he do with her body? Because like people, she had a lot of friends. People are going to miss her. Where did she go? Yeah. Um, and he's like, maybe you think something's wrong with me, that I was deluded, as evil as the rest of them. But And, and this was kind of interesting, because remember earlier in the movie, Sarah's like, well, what if Frank is the thing that saves me? What if Frank is the one thing that saves me? Well, he starts like, you know, yeah, Sarah stayed with me for a few more months, and then she left. Yep. And... She was she was the chosen one, not him. She needed to finish school. She needed to get sober and start. And, it, a- and it, when she goes back to those meetings, uh-huh. it was hard to hear. But you hear her say, "Sometimes you just feel fucked up, insecure, neurotic, neurotic and emotional." And emotional, and fine, fine by Aerosmith. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. If I any fine, I knew I knew I'd heard that somewhere before. <laughs> yep. Okay, I, I got that. I got that. Um, but no, she needed to, to, to be there to inspire other people. She needed to, to, to have a family. She, she found the right guy, the guy who was there for her when she was having nightmares about, you know, what happened there at the ranch house or whatever. Ended up with four kids. Ended up with four kids. And, and Frank, you know, he's checking his mail slot and he's getting all these nice little hands Uncle Frank now. Uncle Frank. He's getting these little cards from, from his, from his quote unquote nieces and nephews. Um, and he's like sitting there on his bed, in his bedroom, looking at all of these pictures that either he's drawn or his little nieces and nephews have drawn. And it's just so sweet. And he, you know, he sees a picture of, um, I guess it was a picture that he drew of Libby. Yes. And, and like the camera slowly pans back and you see he's, he's got the rabbit in his, in his lap. And he's like, oh, and I did go back and get that yeah, rabbit. rabbit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Roll credits. Oh, and I should have told you to keep going. There was a very... It's not a scene. It's just a line at the very end of the movie. Oh, yeah. You hear the Holy Avenger come on and say, Sweet Jesus, bathe my hand in the power of God. (laughs) (laughs) Dear God, I love Nathan Fillion so much. (laughs) He, He is just like the most handsome goofball in Hollywood. I think he is just, there is no role that he won't take. Like he is, he is a, and he's a, he's an incredibly versatile actor. I love him to death. If I were gay, I'd be all about him. Oh, Nathan Fillion. <laughs> so that's who you go gay for, Nathan Well, Fillion. either him or, well, Benedict Cumberbatch is already married to someone else. So it couldn't be Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, <laughs> that's hey, a if, good question for our listeners if you were uh, a gay or a lesbian who would who would your crush be who would be the one to turn you who'd be the one to turn you <laughs> <laughs> so on another note let's ask this what do you think the body count on this movie is because i have it oh you have it because yeah, um, i like that well, I don't know if like I don't know how many of the people he hit with the wrench died actually. That's true. That's why it's kind of up in the air. Kind of up in the air. I know for a fact he killed probably at least ten or fifteen guys there at the end. Um, I, I did notice whenever he was beating up the guy trying to steal the purse from the lady in the wheelchair, when he looks at him and says, "Don't steal," the guy's like laying there on the ground twitching. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't think he can hear you, man. Okay, what is the body count? Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay, uh, I was close. Yeah. You are. Is that counting people he hit with the wrench? Now, see, that's I, all it says is body count, so I don't know if it's saying those people died or mm-hmm. not. It doesn't make that clear. Okay. See, I 
like I said, I enjoyed this movie a lot more than Defender because Defender was pretty sad. Yeah, it's end. a somber. It's more it was of a, a very, somber. Yeah, movie. you know, because like I, <laughs> when Defender went into his final showdown, I knew he wasn't walking away. Now, now Frank here, I you know I could have figured he might live, he might die. I had a feeling that Ab or Libby was going to die, and I was right. Yeah. Um, again, I was not expecting it to be that visceral, but but it was uh, still that was what I was expecting. Um, but yeah, I I think this one was a lot less serious. I think this one just embraced the comedy, and dear God, did it embrace the gore! Oh yeah, oh, holy yeah. crap! And then I was like, oh yeah, this is a James Gunn movie. I forgot, man. What would happen if he got to make like an R-rated Guardians of the Galaxy movie? Marvel wouldn't allow that. No, so. Marvel would not allow it. But it would or be Disney wouldn't fucking allow amazing. It is. <laughs> yeah. If he could make like his own superhero movie like that and make it R-rated, oh, I'd watch the hell out of something like that. Uh, of course, then it might just be like a porn parody of Guardians of the Galaxy. Because <laughs> yeah, in the, in the, even in the second Guardians of the Galaxy, you had like robot hookers and yeah. stuff. So, um, he's on his way. Yeah, he's on his way. He has he has come a long way. I still think Slither is probably one of the best, probably one of the best horror movies of the um, of the 21st century so far. I remember watching that the first time and just loving it because it was it felt like. Like a very hard R version of um, of an old '50s B movie, you know, yeah. it kind of it came from outer space, kind of a thing. Yeah, I do want to go back and see some old trauma stuff, like you know, especially the Toxic Avenger. I'll need to see if that's um, if that's streaming anywhere. But yeah, so tell me, Josh, you haven't even told me yet. I'm seriously asking, what is our next movie going to be? Uh, Have we well, thought about that yet? <laughs> no, no, not yet. I'm so it'll sure be a surprise be. for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> not even we know. <laughs> oh, but uh, we have any other announcements we'd like to make other than, you know, follow us on all the socials, Instagram, Twitter, we our own Facebook page and everything. We're on everything just about besides Snapchat and TikTok. Yes, not on those. Yeah, we're but, not uh, on those, dear God. Yeah, just the normal subscribe, follow, leave we enjoy, a review. We enjoy hearing from you. We enjoy getting movie review or movie recommendations from our fans from our listeners. We've got some from, uh, from actually some from DJ we need to do. He recommended a few when he was on our show and, uh, we really need to watch some of those. Yeah. <laughs> they sound like fun. a lot of fun, but until next time, I'm Adam and I'm Josh and always remember whether you are in your car or in your theater, be sure to check your blind spots. You guys stay safe, stay healthy, and we will see you next time.